the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Cause it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. that time again matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire and it is a glorious day also on comcast 97 if you're in manchester and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links contact info show archives etc etc today is friday april 8 2022 and i'm not alone my friends If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. So raw's enough that both are faded love, and let's all dance. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Yeehaw, Texas Mike is with us. Yeehaw. <laughs> you did it again as an interrogative. It sounds I, like you're, I, I you're asking a question. Yeehaw? You got to be a little more assertive. Imagine uh, Texas Mike back in your pro wrestling days when you were a tag team champion with Blackjack Mulligan. Imagine if when you took the mic, if you said, Yeehaw? Yeehaw! Huh. Huh, you just don't have it today. Yeah. You just don't have the yeehaw. Is everything all right? Yeah, everything's all right. Okay, good. Well, perhaps later in the show, you'll have some yeehaw. Yeah. Right now, the yeehaw eludes you, my friend, and therefore it eludes us all. But that's okay. Uh, Texas Mike is with us in studio on this glorious uh, Friday afternoon. It is a beautiful day outside. It um, could be a little warmer, but it's, it's pretty good, actually. I did leave my coat in the car. So uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, I do want to remind you, of course, that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan. Right across the street at 1000 Elm Street, they've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. Uh, they have an assortment of craft beer. Uh, they even have wine. 
Uh, they've got live music. I forgot to uh, look ahead of time at who they have tonight, but I think I can find it pretty quickly here. Let's see. Uh, tonight is George Barber. Uh, oh, he's, I like him a lot, actually. Um, I have a song of his that I, I want to play on the show one of these days. It's um, not not political necessarily, but it's got sort of uh, socially conscious. Um, it, it definitely fits the uh, the vibe of the show. Let me put it that way. So, uh, but uh, but he is amazing, a very talented gentleman. So George Barber is live tonight at the Hop Knot, as they do have live music every Friday night. Uh, they've got Juneteenth coming up, by the way. They've also started promoting that. Uh, still, um, you know, a little over a couple of months away, or about a couple of months. No, actually, I'm terrible at math. It's yeah, a little more than a couple of months, but. Um, we will tell you more about that, of course, as that gets closer. But last year's Juneteenth celebration was very successful, and this year is going to be even bigger. So we really look forward to that. That is uh, an amazing time. Uh, also, by the way, uh, speaking of sponsors, just because uh, a couple of people were asking me because we hadn't really uh, mentioned it much uh, this week, but uh, Payne Specialty Group uh, is going to be coming uh, is coming on board as a sponsor. Um, I uh, communicated with them today. The only reason we haven't really talked about it much this week is. Uh, we don't have the finished product on the advertisement that we're going to be running, the commercial spot. Um, they were going to uh, try to uh, put one together themselves, uh, but I, I think they may just um, have me do it instead, which is fine. I, I love doing that, actually, so uh, no, no problem there. But uh, Jenny and I are going to be seeing them on Tuesday. So once we have the commercial spot and we've got uh, everything signed off on uh, they will be officially a sponsor here at uh, Matt Connerton Unleashed and at WMNH 95.3. So that is still on track. Uh, we've just had a slight delay in getting the uh, the commercial spot, but that is on the way. So we'll we'll have it next week, most likely. Easy G joins us on the phone. Hello, Easy G. Hey, it's breaking news. Uh, Amanda McCarthy is coming before she she leaves to Tennessee. She's doing one last show in New Hampshire. Uh, I think it's the only one. In the, uh, I'm sorry. The only one in Man- I'm sorry, goodness. The only one in the Hampshire is uh, Merrimack Restaurant, uh, ta- yeah, Restaurant and Tavern, at five thirty on May second. Yeah. Just announced today, so all the Amanda McCarthy fans. Wait. So t- I, I always like to tra- check my Herberstat. How much money would it cost to go back and forth? I guess what it would cost, one hundred and ten dollars. Yes. I take an Herber to Merrimack and back. So I, I guess I guess I won't be going. Wow. So it sounds like Herber is even more expensive than Uber. Yeah, well, can you believe that, though? It's $55 one way and $55 the back way. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But Merrimack's not that far away, but apparently it is. You've got to pay for an Uber. When it's an Uber. Anyway, with all your Merrimack fans of Amanda McCarthy, you, you, you probably just get a, uh, a, I don't know, but the, uh, yeah. Now, have you looked into Uber? 530, Merrimack Restaurant Tavern. Uber might be cheaper. Have you tried that? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, that's a, she just announced that show today. Oh, yeah, she also announced that she's going to be on the Matt Connor and Lee show on, on April 26th. That's right. She'll be live with us in studio, so I, correct? I, 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 I logged on to that uh, app of Bandstain. So they tell you what, who's coming to town. Bandstain? It's called Bandstain? One of, one of those apps, yeah. Oh, are you familiar with that, so uh, Texas I, so Mike? Bandstain? You can set a reminder. So I'll be, I'll be reminded that she's coming on the April 26th. That's cool. She has it on her website. So. Bandstain.com, is that the site? Something like that, yeah. Uh-huh. Are you sure it's not bands so, yeah, in town? Amanda McCarthy on there, but they have uh, all the artists. 
All the artists are on there in this world. All the artists are on bandstain. Yeah, I, I, I think April Cushing well, is on there too. You know what? Shout outs to uh, the late great Dick Clark. Uh, there was a time there was a a, a legendary uh, program that featured music uh, called American Bandstain. And that's probably yeah, where they got the name. I love that show. Came home from school and watched it every day. Yeah, they would dance on, on American Bandstained every, uh, yeah, every uh, band, weekend. Band, band. Yeah, those are the days. Yep, yep. Nothing like Bandstained. Hey, uh, they, they even had a song. The, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Texas Mike in the, ho- in the house. The, uh, the, uh, what, do, what do you think of the uh, Cody Rhodes uh, making a uh, speech on Monday Night Raw saying he's going to get the belt to honor his father, the big belt? Yeah, it it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good storyline and um and I'm actually gonna I'm g- actually gonna go see a concert tomorrow night out in Hampton. Did you uh, learn about it on Bandstained? No. Oh. Where, where are you going tomorrow night, Texas Mike? To Hampton Beach to see Fozzie. Are you gonna take an Herber? No. Ozzy Osbourne? No, Fozzie, Chris Jericho's band. Oh, Chris Jericho's band. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. I remember I played uh, I played Judas by Fozzie once on the show, and uh, uh, how you, get, you were how getting you get into it. To the beat, uh, Texas Mike. He's taking an Herber, right? You taking an Herber? No. To to I, I hear they're uh, sponsored by Bandstained. <laughs> no, seriously, how you get down there, Mike? Um, Dad's gonna drop me off with along with my my girl Angela. We're gonna enjoy the concert, and then um, he's gonna drive us All back, right. and I just have to pay for the gas. So. Mm. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. It, it, you know what they say? Women like men with a plan. So it's like you have a plan there, Mike. That's a good thing. Is that yep. how you attract the ladies, Texas Mike? You have a plan? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I was told. My, my friend says, the ladies like a man with a plan. Ladies like a man with a plan. Is that what happened, uh, EZG, uh, with your divorce? Uh, did you not have a plan? And your yeah, wife uh, no, said... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm no, I'm no expert when it comes to the ladies, so... Right. Well, you have been married. Anyways, that, that's. I, I think the. Uh, I listened to a whole uh, thing today. They had him on the, um, the the bump on Wednesdays on WWE uh, on the um, on, on uh, YouTube, and he, uh, he he had a real good interview. And it was he was the only interview in the whole show. Who did? But apparently, Eric nope. Privilege they said he's a uh, he should have came back. He says he he was ripping uh, WWE, and he, apparently uh, Eric Privilege from Iowa is not a fan of uh, Cody Rhodes coming back to to town but i think it's good for business best for business that's 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 my uh my two cents so you guys have a great show and i'll be listening all bye right bye. Th- thanks easy g bye-bye boy i'll tell you did you ever watch that uh you ever see that show uh texas mike american bandstand no yeah it was uh this uh gentleman named uh dick clark who uh he uh uh used to uh, i used to watch that on saturday mornings when i was a kid it was on for like a hundred years um, which probably doesn't seem mathematically possible, but I believe Dick Clark lived to be about 130. So, uh, yep, yep, it was, uh, they had a, a theme song, you know, what is it, uh, how did it go? Uh, we'll be hopping, we'll be ba 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 I don't remember the actual words on Bandstained, Bandstained. I always thought that was an odd name for it. Charles Richardson, how are you? Charles, are you there? Hey, hello. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Good morning. Uh, it's afternoon, Charles. Um, it's afternoon. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on like one big blob right now. I'm tired. I understand. You've been uh, traveling. 
Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's funny. All the softballs that you give that guy, and he still don't get it. You know, next time I take a trip up there, I'm going to take a train from Amstrak. Amstrak? So sure the, the <laughs> yeah, Amstrak. Well, you could, uh, yeah, you could take the Amstrak up here, and then when you get to the station, you can take an, uh, an Uber to your hotel. I'll, I'll take an Uber. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, my word. Somebody tell Easy, if you want to be the best on Facebook, tell him to unblock me. Because apparently he blocked me for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And he told me on the show on Monday, it's like, hey, man, send me a friend request. I can't. <laughs> Go ahead and take an herber back home and unblock me. Well, he was probably uh, he was probably in a fit of jealousy because he uh, he remembered seeing you dancing on American Bandstained. And uh, he never had that opportunity. And he's jealous. Yeah, yeah, Bandstained. I remember Bandstained. Mm-hmm. Every time I watched that, you know, it, it, I Something would get stained. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of course. <laughs> uh, by the way, well, listen, I want to say kudos. It wasn't a train wreck yesterday. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very glad to hear that it didn't turn into a train wreck, at least the, most of the ones I – most of the shows I heard on the second hour. Yeah, I, I basically uh, I basically just ignored everything Glenn told me and did it my way, and he behaved himself – and I was able to uh, uh, conduct uh, the show, uh, pun, pun fully intended. And, uh, no, it turned out really well. I'm going to go ahead and easy to your show for a little bit here. I'm going to say you should play My Way by Frank Sinatra. Just to go ahead uh, during the 5 o'clock <laughs> break. You should just do that. Well, that's with My Way, uh, my show. Well, that's a great idea, Charles. However, uh, today is Friday, which means we have Eric Pilcher's classic film review. So we'll be doing that at the top uh, yeah. of the hour. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm, 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 looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. This week, um, it is Who Shot Liberty Valance. Nice. Yes. Nice. I'll make sure I'll make sure I stay in the car for that one. Um, shoot. What else did I say? All right. I just, I just went. Don't mind me, Matt. I apologize. It's, a, a, <laughs> it, it, it's all the driving that's going to my head right now, so I'm kind of losing my train of thought. I mean, I'll, I'll let you go. You go back to the show. Have a good one. All right, Charles. Thank you for the call, my friend. All right, that was uh, Charles Richardson from the Charles Richardson Show. And, of course, uh, in the great state of Florida, it was wonderful to meet Charles this week. It's been a great week here. It was uh, as we uh, celebrated our five-year anniversary. It was great to meet Charles here in studio as he was, uh, he was up here. And uh, that was a lot of fun. We had a great time. And he is now safely uh, back in Florida. We have another call. Papa Dirk, how are you? Hey, uh, did you get the email I sent you yesterday? Oh, I did. Yes, yes. I I wish I had. Uh, I wish I had seen it sooner. <laughs> okay. So here's what we're gonna do. Um, for second hour, I'm gonna bring Burton Bell in for an interview with you. Uh huh. Um, so I, I gave you a list of questions to use for that interview. Yes. And, uh, and so don't worry about about having him in the studio. What I'm gonna do is I'm going to Skype in, uh-huh. and then I'm going to call Burden myself using my cell phone and put the cell phone to the microphone that I'm using to Skype you with. Yes. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, what could go wrong? I love it. Right, absolutely. What could possibly go wrong here? And so I also figured, um, you know, you could play uh, one of the uh, Fear Factory songs I sent you by email as well uh-huh. uh, before the second hour starts. So, sure, sure. Uh, just l- l- let me know if this is becoming a little bit overbearing here for you for your your uh, your show. Oh, not at uh, all. Not but, at all. I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah. yeah I- don't- 
I love being given a list of questions and 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 all of it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, and then I'm also going to bring in Dino Cazares, uh, who is uh, the only member of Fear Factory right now that, you know, because Burton quit last uh, 2020. So yeah. uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to bring uh, Burton in first and then Dino. Uh-huh. Okay. And then yeah. and then we're going to have questions for both of them together about Burton being a former member of Fear Factory. Yes. Uh-huh. Huh. All right. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a lot. I'm sure it, I'm sure it'll go great though. I'm sure it'll go great. I like to do I like the second hour to be very complex and uh convoluted even, you know? That's a, that that makes for a good yeah. second hour. Well, that's the thing, Matt. You're not just a good, you know, hypnotherapist. You're not even just a good um uh, what is it? Uh what what did I call you a few days ago? Um you're a good juggler, Matt, and you can toss you can just juggle anything that I throw at you. Anything. I can. Anything. Uh, knives, chainsaws, candles, whatever you got. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. I'll see you in a second hour, buddy. Take care. All right, Dirk. Bye-bye. So that was, uh, if you didn't hear yesterday's show, that might be a little bit inside for you. But if you did hear uh, yesterday's show, uh, you you know about uh, what, what happened yesterday. Uh, did you hear yesterday's show, uh, Texas Mike? I was taking a nap at that point. So, uh, well, what happened is, so just to quickly recap, and then I do want to read the uh, email that Dirk sent me, uh, because people who know what went on will will uh, be entertained. And that, I, and, that, I, and that was the whole point of, of Dirk's call. Is um, So before the show yesterday at about 3.30 p.m., well, okay, so let me back up even further. So a couple weeks ago, Glenn pitched an idea to me because he does his uh, television show on Thursdays from 4 to 5 p.m. on Channel 23, which is upstairs, and he was having these Ukrainian immigrants on on the show, actually for several weeks in a row. He was having these Ukrainian immigrants on to talk about what's going on, uh, the uh, Russia's invasion uh, of Ukraine and all of that, and wanted to know if uh, last week, if I wanted to have them on afterward as well, if he could bring them uh, down here, and I wanted to have them on, and I said, yes, absolutely, let's do that. That sounds wonderful. And uh, yesterday, uh, Glenn uh, came in here like a like a house of fire and uh, had all kinds of ideas about uh, how he wanted uh, how he wanted yesterday to go. And uh, we had to uh, I had to reject uh, those ideas because all of a sudden everything got very, very complicated. Uh, Eric Pilcher joins us on the phone from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. How are you, Eric? I am doing all right, Matt. How are you? Very well, very well. Looking forward to your film I, review. Oh, I I always look forward to get hearing the feedback from the people, and I do enjoy doing it. Yes. I uh, didn't know if you saw the news uh, today, but Will Smith has been banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, um, he will not be permitted to attend any academy events or programs in person or virtually, including but not limited to the Academy Awards. Wow. Well, I mean, I think it makes sense, you know, it, it, that way if he's uh, having a an, an anger issue, he won't be able to uh, slap anybody. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? How do you feel about it? I... I just, I think now he needs to, 
come to terms with some things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think when things like this come to light, there isn't – this isn't the first instance of something like this happening. And I think what he should do is just full disclosure with the public. Mm -hmm. Um, He's already lost movie roles. Some major blockbusters have been canceled. Bad Boys 4 has been canceled by Sony. Which is is ironic because isn't the original Bad Boys, isn't that how he and Jada Pinkett met? I believe so. Or, no, it was on the set of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, it was. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, I believe she did a guest spot on an episode. Oh, I gotcha. Um, Okay. Yeah, and she did another uh, uh, African-American comedy, A Different World, which was a spinoff oh, of yeah. the Cosby show. Oh, that's right. That okay. also aired on NBC, so I would probably assume they met in like on the lie or things of that nature. You know how it is. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I but I believe it was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um but yeah, it's you. I almost wonder, and I said this to some people I was talking about in regards to this. What skeletons are in the closet that he, if his marriage is making him this unhappy, right. that he is staying with her? What does she know? <laughs> right. <laughs> There, because in a Hollywood divorce, everything comes out. True, that is true. And what does he know about her? That they're. I mean, it's obvious that it isn't a traditional marriage, but he. It seems like it's really weighing on him, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been the analysis I've read from people that are close to him. Is it's really causing issues with him Mm -hmm. and so yeah i think there's a lot more to this and i think we've only started scratching the surface i think there's going to be more that is that comes out yeah perhaps you know what i wondered when uh when the news first broke and i i mean i I didn't pay that much attention to it i i sort of faintly was aware of uh he and jada pinkett smith you know they were having issues in their marriage and it, it got very public what was going on but I, I wondered at the time, and I, I still wonder about it, I guess I wonder about it even more now, if part of what he's grappling with is the shift in his public image just because of the problems with his marriage before the slap, but the shift in his public image in terms of, I don't know about you, but actually I remember, uh, I remember them talking about this years ago. I remember them talking about this on Howard Stern uh, Howard and Robin talking about this after Will Smith had just done a big interview with, uh, he was on, uh, I think uh, Diane Sawyer had interviewed him or something. And they were talking about how he just seems so perfect. He just seems like the perfect guy. He's articulate, he's motivated, he's smart, He's and he's so happy. And he's got that, he's almost got that that vibe that that some people can be resentful of that vibe that he puts out that I'm I'm happier than you because my life is so perfect and I'm so perfect and they were kind of you know picking on him about that but um but it but he did seem to be that guy like 
you would not have expected at one time, you would not have expected Will Smith to be the guy who goes on a stage and violently assaults uh, a, uh, a host at the Academy Awards. You know, he's not the guy, you know, maybe Gary Busey or somebody, right? But not Will Smith. So I wonder, when, when, when the marriage publicly went south, it seems to me like that was the first crack in the armor. It's like, oh, this guy doesn't have the perfect storybook life. Some, something has actually gone wrong, which is perfectly fine and perfectly, you know, human, of course. You, you don't expect him to be perfect, but he always had this sort of perfect public image up to that point. And I do agree with that. Now, something to keep in mind also is, I don't know if Will Smith wanted the information about the marriage to come out. Keep in mind, Jada Pinkett Smith exposed this on her show, Red Table Talk. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it just seemed to me as if Will was completely caught off guard with it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you watch like you, that. Like you said, to protect that image, mm-hmm. probably didn't want that out. In uh yeah. Crystal Correa just posted in the group chat that there's a Jada's side guy August has a book coming out about the entanglement. Oh boy! Released soon. Oh boy! <laughs> well, I'm sure that's not helping his mental state at all. Um, uh, no, I, I think now is the time for him to get help. Um, he obviously has time on his hands. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about all these movies being uh, uh, canceled. I thought, I, honestly, I thought that this would sort of blow over uh, more quickly. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it should. Uh, what he did was uh, reprehensible, and I, I think the punishment is appropriate uh, from the Academy. But I, I did think in, in sort of the, uh, a macro sense, I, I thought that this would probably blow over, um, but uh, apparently not. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. I, my thought was it was more important who he did it to than the fact that he did it. He did it to one of the, like, Hollywood good guys. Yeah. Like, who has heard anything questionable about Chris Rock? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, did and you— did, did... I, I think had he done it to someone else, the blowback might not have been as severe. I I don't know for sure, but I, I think who he did it to is something that is somewhat forgotten in all of this, that 
He did it to someone doing what they do and doing what they normally do and doing what they're known to do. Yeah. Yeah. And he did it to someone smaller than him. Um, you know, if it had been, you know, I, I saw people online joking, but it's not really a joke. I mean, it's true. If it had been The Rock who was hosting, you know, there's no way he's going up there and slapping The Rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, no. But, but Chris Rock yeah. is is a little, little little guy. Side eye at him. Will would have just sat there and sipped his water and looked towards the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I. I. So yeah. It, I. I don't think this is the end as a matter of fact i think we're just we're still in the beginning in regards to things that are going to come out and things that are going to be known you know the other thing and uh i you had commented on it when i shared it out on facebook and i don't think it's gotten that much attention though in the media but um but a little bit something that came out about chris rock that i didn't realize uh the uh the uh, uh non-learning uh, I'm sorry the non-verbal learning disorder that he has and and for people who don't know what that is that's um people and it, it may be on the autism spectrum but it's or, or Asperger's but it, it's it's people who um who have trouble understanding or perceiving um uh, uh cues uh physical cues from people um and uh so hence the nonverbal you know nonverbal cues which is what most in other words people who can't read body language very easily which would explain why when Will Smith is walking up to him and Chris Rock in the moment is you know he's he's still laughing and he kind of said something about Richard you know Richard of course the character that uh Will Smith played you know something like oh uh oh Richard's coming you know thinking it's it's all a joke and he he practically leans into the slap and and I think that 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 the non-learning I'm sorry I keep screwing that up the non-verbal learning disorder I think I'm actually developing adult onset dyslexia the uh <laughs> the non-verbal learning disorder would kind of explain why you know here's Will Smith approaching him angrily and Chris Rock still has his hands behind his back like, like, just kind of, you know, like, like, there's no threat coming toward him at all. Whereas normally, even if you think someone is just kidding around, you still instinctively, you're going to put your hands in front of you. So you're ready to be attacked, even if it's just a gag. That's just instinct. But Chris Rock doesn't do that. And, and I was mystified by that. But then when I read that he's got the, uh, the nonverbal learning disorder, I was like, oh, that explains that. He never saw it coming. I mean, he literally never saw it coming because he couldn't read the cues. And that's accurate as well. And he touched it in his book, Rock This, that came out in 1997. Chris Rock talks about struggling with that growing up. Yeah. And that being one of the reasons why he dropped out of high school. And that it's kind of talked about in the show Everybody Hates Chris as well. Oh, okay. And that's semi-autobiographical. Yeah. Based on his life. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a messy situation. I think the Academy did the best they could mm -hmm. with it. Um, Will Smith was one of those guys that I thought when his career was in its twilight, could have hosted the Oscars. Oh, He's yeah. He's done an amazing job. Well. And that, that's over now. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, in in, in 10 years after this, uh, you know, he, maybe he will be hosting the Oscars. You know, America, I, lo- America I, loves a redemption story. When it comes to celebrities, we love a redemption story. Some truth there. Um, I, I don't see it, but never say never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I will let you go. Just wanted to share that tidbit of information. All right, Eric. Oh, by the way, too, while you're on the line, because we're going to be uh, at five o'clock, uh, we're going to hear your uh, this week's uh, classic film review. You should plug your website and, and uh, you know, how the articles uh, uh, tie in with the film reviews just uh, before you go. Oh, I, I'd be more than happy to do that. Pilcherspoint.com. Uh, the blog post will be posted tomorrow. Uh, this week, tie-in post, as I like to call them. It, I'll talk about why lawlessness in the West even resonates today. Mm. Why it's still accepted even in today by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. And the, uh, so, yeah, and, uh, and then next week will be Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Looking forward to that one a lot. That'll be a lot of editing. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, now to mention it. <laughs> no, that'll be. Might develop some uh, hand cramps due to having to cut with the mouse. Yeah, you might. Uh, yeah, you might end up with uh, carpal tunnel after that, but uh, it'll be worth this, it. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is going to pale in comparison to menace to society. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No, that's great, though. Looking forward to hearing that one uh, very much. Absolutely. All right. Yes. Well, again, as always, thank you for the platform. Of course. Texas Mike, can I get a hearty yee-haw? Yee-haw! Dude, you sound like Eeyore. What is wrong with you? I have no idea. Uh, Eric, I'm getting like, concerned. A, he, he's lost. There's his... a water bottle by him, I think. Maybe he needs some water. Yeah. I, I think it's empty. I think he's lost his yeehaw. Uh, this is terrible. Mike, this is what this is this is heartbreaking. I mean, I don't want to be not to be mean, dude, but that was the worst yeehaw you've ever done. You sounded like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yes, I did. I, don't know I think he's what. saving it for Fozzie. Oh, that could be. Yeah, yeah. For uh, Chris Jericho. Saving his voice for Fozzie. Is that what it is there, Texas Mike? Maybe. Something like that. Yeah, something like that, huh? Oh, boy. Well, who knows? Hopefully, maybe later in the show, the yeehaw will be back. But uh, so far, it's, uh, it's just not happening. Get him some water on break. Yeah, he's. I think he's going to get some right now. I think he's uh, looking to uh, redeem himself. <laughs> so we'll see. Perhaps. All right. Per- I look forward to a re- a redeeming yeehaw. Uh, don't we all? <laughs> all <right>. Yes. <laughs> all right, Eric. Very good. <laughs> all right. Thank you for the call, my right. friend. No problem. Thank you, Matt. Have a good show. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. All right, that's our friend Eric Pilcher from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and, of course, does Eric Pilcher's classic film review. Uh, We'll be hearing that in uh, just a little bit at 5 p.m., and uh, this week the subject is uh, Who Shot uh, shot Liberty Valance. I'm going to have trouble saying that. And um, 
Don't forget his website, his great website, PilchersPoint.com. That does open up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And no, I have not forgotten about Dirk's email, by the way. We do need to do that because uh, uh, that's, uh, let's see. Well, we'll see who's uh, who's on the line here. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, DDG. Uh, speaking about Will Smith, a friend of mine made a prediction that down the road, probably sooner than later, that he'll sit down with his wife with Oprah Winfrey and have an exclusive interview of why he uh, got all angry and slapped Chris Rock. I want to see you sit down with Oprah Winfrey and uh, talk about <laughs> your divorce and your uh, restraining order. That's a possibility, you know, to, try to get, try to get, okay. try to get him, uh, you know. So we'll, uh, some, uh, so, know. so we'll get that booked. You're going to go on Oprah and do that? No, but you might have to take the, an uh, Uber there. That, that's a prediction a friend of mine made. It's probably probably going to happen. Yeah, Oprah prob- hasn't had a big interview with anybody lately. Well, Oprah's slacking. Yeah, I mean, it would get good ratings, wouldn't it? People will tune in when they see Will Smith and his wife find out why they were so angry. People will tune in. Yeah, well, he he he'll he'll, uh, he'll be fine. Uh, I don't. I mean, he's not getting any roles now, but he, I think eventually he'll he'll uh, like like you said earlier. Then uh, with the other Eric, the uh, everybody loves a redemption story. So America loves a redemption story. Now, while you're still on the line with us, EZG, because I want you to help me make a judgment. Let's see if Texas Mike is able to now. Now that he's had some water to redeem himself with his yeehaw. Yeah. Give us a yeehaw there, Texas Mike. Yeehaw! Oh my God. It's, uh, wow. That, that, that was pretty uh, lousy. Uh, I don't know what has happened to you. Uh, I don't know, Eva. Have you had a change in your diet recently? Uh, are you, uh, uh, what is going on? I mean, that's, uh, I'll tell you, boy, maybe it's the change of seasons. Uh, are you having, uh, is it allergies? Oh, yeah. Uh, One last thing I wanted to tell you. The, uh, was downtown a couple weeks ago, Matt. Yeah. And it was another, another, uh, 12 or 13 cars were having another Trump party. Oh God. Really? Yeah. They were blowing the horns. Yeah. And I went, I went two, two, two thumbs down. I was the only one. Yeah. Everybody else was cheering. They're beeping the horns. They were a jolly old time. You know, the American flags, you know, and all over their trucks and, being an American, you know, having a mm. big Trump party when Trump's not the president no more. <laughs> well, it's almost as foolish as that, as that guy doing a protest in front of the uh, in front of the uh, post office on Sunday with nobody there. Ah, yes, Dave Ridley at the uh, post office. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Dave, but that, that's kind of yeah. I've seen a couple of those now, believe it or not, in the last year or so, right down Elm Street. We're here in the big city of Manchester. That's right. Well, we are the first in the nation primary, and Trump is the presumptive uh, 2024 nominee for the Republicans. I mean, I realize he hasn't yeah. even uh, announced yet, but it, most likely he's running, and he will be the nominee. So, uh, oh boy, you know that's uh, so. I guess All they're right, just a uh, bunch of eager beavers. All right, bye-bye. EZG, bye bye. All right, Eric Gagnon leaves us. And that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Uh, C is in the chat room and says, hey, Matt, tonight on Retro Spectrum Radio, we got a night of freaking awesome music. Forgotten rock of the 80s. Ron will be sitting in two tonight from 730 uh, to uh, 10 p.m. right here on WMNH 95.3 FM.
And, of course, I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with our friends uh, Dan Randlett and DJ Steve and our friend Ron will be here as well. Always nice to see Ron. So we look forward to that. And um, all right, so this is the uh, email that uh, Dirk sent me for what he wanted to do. Uh, in in the spirit of Glenn R.J. Willett and his approach to broadcasting, uh, here's what <laughs> what uh, Dirk was proposing for the second hour. He sent me a list of questions uh, to ask uh, Burton C. Bell. Uh, let's see, he uh, wrote, here are the questions you're supposed to ask on the show. One, hi. Two, how are you? Three, what are your thoughts on Fear Factory? Four, what is California? Five, remember that song, Zero Signal? That one was cool. Six, what do you think of singing? <laughs> Seven, Ascension of the Watchers, never heard of it. And eight, Russia, yes or no? Wow, that's a lot of uh, questions, uh, Dirk. Now, the, the format... I say that because the format from yesterday, let me see if I still have it, actually. Here, while I'm looking for this, give us another yeehaw, Texas Mike. Let's see how it goes. Yeehaw! Oh, my God, I suck today. Um, it's actually getting progressively worse. Um, yeah, I can't find... That's <laughs> all right. That's all right. We still love you, Mikey. I can't find the format that Glenn gave me yesterday. I probably threw it out. But yeah, the the format of uh, questions that Glenn gave me yesterday for our guests, it was like, uh, number one, what are your fillings? Yes, he wrote fillings. Uh, What are your fillings on uh, what's happening in Ukraine? And uh, I think it was uh, number two. I don't number two. It was almost, I, I don't even remember what number two was. It was very similar to number one though. And it was like, and he had this thing. This is what Glenn wanted to do. He's like, he's got these, uh, this short list of questions and he, this is what he told me. That's right. I never finished telling the story. So if you missed yesterday's show, this is what happened. So Glenn, he came in here at about three 30 and he was telling me how the second hour was going to go when he brings in the Ukrainians and, uh, uh, he, he was very insistent about what was going to happen. And he, he so he gives me the format <laughs> that I am to follow and, uh, and, and, you know, and it's got the list of questions and he tells me that, uh, you know, there's going to be like, like 10 Ukrainians. And so we'll do two at a time on the mic and they will, uh, they will each get two minutes. So I will ask the questions and, and then at the end of the two minutes, uh, they will be dismissed and then we'll bring in two more Ukrainians to take their place. And, um, and, and we give them two minutes to answer the questions. I did have the option. Glenn did very generously extend to me the option of if I wanted to ask a follow-up question, I would have an opportunity to do so, which I, I was so grateful for. Thank you uh, for that. Um, so anyway, so that was how that was supposed to go. He also had two uh, Ukrainian songs that he wanted me to play at some point during the segment. He also wanted to do a thing where he would take his cell phone and call his son Andy in Africa and hold the phone up to the microphone uh, so that Andy could interview the Ukrainians. And he also was going to have one of the guests take his cell phone and call his friend in Ukraine and hold his phone up to the microphone and interview his friend who was in Ukraine. And I looked at Glenn and I said, 
dude, you are way overcomplicating this. This is not how my show works. And I'm very glad that you're bringing these people onto the show. I look forward to talking with them. I want to uh, get to spend several minutes of time with each duo uh, that we interview. Uh, and, uh, and, and I have questions in my mind uh, that I will ask them. I don't need a list of questions. But uh, and we're not going to have time for all this other stuff. We're not going to have time for the songs. We're not going to have time to do this, you know, you're going to get your son on the phone, which, by the way, was a disaster the last time we tried that. We're, you know, your, your son's going to interview them, and then, uh, and, and then uh, th this other gentleman who's here is going to call his friend in Ukraine. And I said, we're not going to have time for all that, and it's going to be a mess. I said, so, no, we're not doing all this extra stuff. You know, let's, you, you know it, it, it's subtraction by addition, all this stuff you're trying to add in. You know, I want to have a really good segment. I want it to be a positive experience. You know, it was going to be a train wreck, uh, what he was proposing. Just just crazy. And, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes a train wreck makes for great radio. There has been many a train wreck on this show, uh, some of them involving Glenn, uh, that have been great radio and, and creates for compelling content, very entertaining, very funny, you know. Um, but I didn't want a train wreck for this. I wanted this to be serious because it's a serious subject. And uh, these Ukrainian immigrants were coming in and, and to have a serious discussion about what's happening to their country, their home country. So I wanted to uh, really focus on that. And Glenn got very angry with me and stormed out. And um, I wish uh, John Hopwood lamented. He wished he had brought his uh, uh, video camera to uh, record this. It would have been a perfect reality show moment. So so uh, but so we didn't know exactly what was going to be happening. Oh, but I did do a dramatic reading of the questions that Glenn had provided me. Um, I got a little bit into it, and then I, I was laughing too much to finish it. But, uh, yeah, so Glenn got very upset. But, uh, yeah, I told him, I said, uh, and I did say something a little bit mean to him. I didn't, I don't think I revealed this yesterday on the show. I felt badly after I said it, but I, but he wasn't getting the point. He's arguing with me about my show, and finally, I, I said to him something like, dude, I'm running a professional radio show here. This isn't your little public access TV show where you get to just do whatever you want. And I think he kind of was offended by that. I might might have hurt his feelings, but but he wasn't getting it. He wasn't getting through. It wasn't getting through to him. So then, so he storms out. So then the entire first hour, John Hopwood and I are here, and we're speculating about whether what we had planned for the second hour is even going to happen because we didn't know if Glenn was going to come back. But Glenn did. He came down. Um, he was very well behaved. He seemed to finally understand what I was trying to tell him. It's my show and we're going to do it my way, which means we're going to do a nice, simple, uncomplicated, uh, non-train wreck hour. And, uh, and Glenn, uh, behaved himself and, and was, uh, was just great. And the Ukrainians were great and we had a wonderful discussion and I've, I've gotten a lot of very positive feedback on it actually. So that's that's what happened yesterday. And that, that, so that's why Dirk was calling with that whole if if you missed yesterday's show you might not have understood the 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 joke but uh and and the email from Dirk with the questions. <laughs> so but uh but I was uh, I was pretty happy with how it uh how it ended up and you know and I love Glenn it's you know but you know what occurred to me it's funny. I had forgotten about this. So years ago and and uh only only people who've been uh following my uh, misadventures for, you know, more than a decade will even remember this or be aware of it. But 
So years ago, Glenn had an online-only show. Well, he's always done the show on Channel 23 for as long as I've known him. But he had a second version of his show that was only online on Friday nights. We'll let it large gone global. That we would do at this makeshift studio that he set up in the, the old Beacon building up the street. He actually, it was pretty cool. It was a, a cool setup that he had. And, and so we would do this, this online version of it where, and it was fun actually. And, and uh, Chris Rose was his official co-host and I was Glenn's co-co-host. That's what he called me. I was his co-co-host, but Glenn would, would do this thing where he would come up with these formats for his show and they would be very, they would be overly complicated and just needlessly so, but he had these formats and, and a lot of the, there was a lot of humor. There was a lot of comedy, but it wasn't necessarily intentional. The, the humor would come out of Chris Rose and I as Glenn's co-hosts on the show. And it was two hours. We would basically spend the bulk of the show derailing Glenn and interfering <laughs> with everything he had planned. And it was actually pretty funny. Um, and I think I, I think I have some of those. I, I just need to put them online. I might have all of them actually, but, uh, it was, it was fun. You know, we, we would do the show on Facebook, but yeah, the entire time, like Chris Rose and I, we, we were so, we were just a couple of smart asses and, and we would spend the entire two hours trying to just derail and distract Glenn from everything he was trying to do, uh, and, uh, basically ruin his show, but it was fun. It was fun. No, but I love Glenn. He's a good man. I'm glad he brought the Ukrainians in. Uh, I thought, I thought it was, uh, I thought it went very well. It, uh, so, uh, uh, victory snatched from the jaws of defeat. Uh, 603-250-6007. If you want to get in with a quick call before we hit the top of the hour, 603-250-6007. I do want to acknowledge, of course, everybody in the Facebook live chat. Uh, Crystal joins us. Hello, Crystal. Uh, from, uh, the great state of Illinois. Uh, Paulie C. I mentioned is in the chat room. Uh, Tom Blanchard is in the chat. Uh, Tom said, I knew this would turn into 20 minutes of wrestling. Ah, I don't think it was 20 minutes. Uh, Eric Street joins us and says, uh, I LOL'd when I heard Glenn wanted the Home Depot manager to come into Retro Spectrum Radio. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Jenny is in the chat and says, now, don't be dramatic. It was only 15, LOL, referring to the, the wrestling talk. I think it was more like 10. I think it was, yeah, probably even less than that. I think it was more like five. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Rocky Huber says, uh, what's wrong with wrestling reports, Tom Blanchard? <laughs> Paul E.C. says, uh, if Herber is too expensive, try Luft. Yeah, there you go, Easy G. Uh, try Luft if you're uh, listening. Uh, Rocky Huber enjoys the wrestling reports. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Crystal says, uh, Glenn should have let the Ukrainian lady have the desk and stood off to the side. Yeah, that, uh, that might've been a little too much. Um, that might've been a little difficult for Glenn. He would have been giving up a little too much control. I think, uh, he did have to give up quite a bit, <laughs> which was difficult for him. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here. Uh, Dirk Don is in the chat room. Of course, we talked to Dirk a little bit earlier. Dirk says, after 10 years, Will Smith should just come come back and slap someone just to get another ban. Mm. Well, hopefully not. Uh, Rocky Huber says, who cares? All I got out of all this is I can now tell ignorant people that I will uh, 
that I'll Will Smith. Oh, that I'll Will Smith their ass if they keep messing with me, LOL. <laughs> Melanie La Liberty joins us uh, from the great state of Vermont in the chat room and says, No Bad Boys 4? How will we go on without that gem? I actually haven't seen any of the Bad Boys movies. Have you, uh, Texas Mike? I don't I don't think I have. Mm. The only thing I remember about Bad Boys, I never saw the film. I just remember the song uh, from the soundtrack, uh, Diana King. She had a song called Shy Guy. I remember hearing that and thinking, wow, it's like, this is about me. Very catchy song. Uh, Jenny uh, put in the chat room, uh, Smith uh, had a uh, statement after the announcement was made uh, saying, quote, I accept and respect the Academy's decision. Well, what choice does he have, of course? They said lowering drug prices was a fight we couldn't win. The big drug companies have billions of dollars and an army of lobbyists. But AARP stood with our 38 million members and forced the drug companies to lower drug prices. It's a victory for all Americans. But Big Pharma won't give up, so neither will AARP. Join our fight at aarp.org slash fierce defender. That's aarp.org slash fierce defender. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Uh, Crystal says, oh, I think Eric had referred to this too. Read yesterday that Will Smith checked himself into a rehab facility to, quote, de-stress. They have rehab for everything now. Uh, meanwhile, Jada's side guy, August, has a book about the entanglement being released soon. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Miriam Banish joins us in the chat. Hello, Miriam. Also, Charles Richardson is in the chat room. Of course, we talked to Charles earlier from the great state of Florida. Charles says, if it was The Rock that Will Smith had slapped, he would have rocked bottomed, rock bottomed him through the stage. Uh, Crystal says, I think Jada is coming off badly, too. She is really not a good person at all. Well, I'll, I'll reserve judgment, but, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I, I, I won't, I, I wouldn't jump to that without, you know, without knowing her personally, but uh, yeah, who knows? Crystal says, could you imagine if Will Smith slapped Samuel L. Jackson? All hell would have broken loose and F-bombs would have flown uh, nonstop. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, Crystal says, Robert Downey Jr. was a good redemption story. Oh, absolutely. Hollywood loves a good redemption story. And I, I do believe it, it's entirely possible that after the 10 years is over, I can't imagine Will Smith um, hosting the Oscars. And, you know, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be part of his uh, public uh, redemption. Uh, Miriam Banish says, family members with NVLD, which is nonverbal learning disorder, which is what uh, Chris Rock has, are part of why I'm a special education paraprofessional. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Miriam also says she uh, liked one of your yeehaws and says maybe you're tired. Are you tired, uh, Texas no, Mike? No, no, you're just you just don't have your yeehaw. We'll try one more before the break. Uh, Shannon McGuire joins us and says, "Was that yeehaw or hee-haw? 
you can do better, Texas Mike. Well, we know that he can. The question is, will he? Will we have a Texas Mike redemption story with the yeehaw? Uh, Dirk says, Mike just needs a night with his girlfriends, and he'll have his yeehaw back. Do you still have the uh, two ladies, uh, Texas Mike? I'm not answering. I will take that as a yes, as I believe we all will. Uh, Eric Pilcher corrected me on the t- uh, film title. It's The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, not Who Shot Liberty Valance. Thank you. Yeah, I did. As I was saying it, I was like, geez, I feel like I'm, I'm missing a couple of words here. Uh, let's see. Um, Easy G is in the chat room. Eric says, uh, Easy G says, it was such good radio yesterday with Glenn. I fell asleep, LOL. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we have a call. We'll grab this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello, Matt. It's Paul. Well, hello, Paul. Paul E.C. Uh, I have a proposition for um, uh, Mikey over there. He's got a proposition for you, Mikey. Yes, Paul E.C. Okay, so Mikey... Did you or did you not message me just a few days ago let, telling me to let you know when you want to come in again? Yes, I did. Am I in trouble for that? No, you're not. So this is the business proposition right now I'm going to offer you. So if you want to come in to the show next Friday, Matt and I will judge right now on your best yeehaw. And we'll be brutally honest. If it's going to be lame like the other ones were, you're not coming in next week. We're going to wait a little longer. Ooh. But if you can do a, a great one right now, like you just won mass millions and you've got a limo outside waiting full of beautiful young ladies, I want to hear a Yahoo. Not a Yahoo, a Yeehaw. A Yeehaw. I'm sorry. I got him mixed <laughs> up with T's logo. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Oh, yes, yes. And by the way, T also always does a good uh, Yahoo. But uh, all, right, all right, what do you say, uh, Texas Mike? Do you accept a Paul's challenge? I'm only yeah, busy. Do it. Give, give me your greatest yeehaw right now, Mikey, and you can come in and join us next Friday. I'm unfortunately busy next Friday already. Oh, you got plans? Sorry. Oh! It, it, it's one of my girl's 30th birthday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. I'm, I'm serious. Oh, 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 oh. How convenient. Well, then, you know what? Then you'll probably <laughs> be belting out some genuine yeehaws that night. Well, there is that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I well, guess... I was just thinking because he was happy to see his girl and celebrate oh, her me... birthday, Matt. But oh. whatever you were thinking sounded a little unsheathed oh, to me. Oh, my goodness. Well. Uh, Matt Connerton unsheathed is, of course, not carried here on WMNH. That is uh, behind a paywall. But uh, yes, I, I was uh, I was just reading the expression on uh, Texas Mike's face uh, when you uh, when you brought that up. But uh, yeah, so I well, I guess I believe him. Do you believe him? I do believe him. I so believe him. Uh, so when would you like to come in next, Mikey? Uh, next Friday, like after, like in two weeks from tonight. I cannot do that either because we're breaking Benjamin that night uh, on the 22nd. So so when you sent me a private message two days ago <laughs> and I told you to come in this Friday, you would have been, you wouldn't have been, or next Friday, you wouldn't have been able to, or the week after that. And I know you already booked 20. Let's just wait until I get back from vacation in mid-May. You are a man of the world, Mikey. 
It would be an honor to have you in at your earliest convenience. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> this, this business proposition is really wearing thin at this point. I, 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 I'm sorry, I have a busy schedule, Paul. I'm a busy man. No, no, no. We're uh, no. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, all I want is a, a yeehaw. You can come in anytime you want. After that, I'm just trying to convince you right now to get a really good yeehaw out there for everybody. Yeehaw! Oh my God, it's so bad. <laughs> oh my God. You have lost your yeehaw. Yes, I have. Oh, I hope you. You find know what? Him. He, he's got to have a couple cocktails in him. Then it'll come out like a like Pavarotti. I don't know. I've never heard Texas Mike not be able to perform to uh, perform before. So, uh, well, hopefully he gets. I see. Hopefully he gets uh, that uh, resolved in time for uh, his uh, date. All right. Well. All right. So, Mikey, how about we say if nothing else comes up, like if Robbie Riss doesn't call in finally, because uh, I beg him to, um, we'll have you in the first week you're available. So. Not next week, not the week after that. How about the week after that? Can I pencil you in? You mean the 29th when Peter's on? I'm not stealing his thunder. No way. Yeah, yeah. Well, you wouldn't be. I'm sorry. Yeah, you wouldn't be able. That's the 29th. So why don't, why don't we come in the first weekend in May? I, I only have plans that night. That's Central Hall of Fame. <laughs> wow. Why don't we broadcast Retrospectrum Radio where it is you're going? I don't think they would appreciate it. So it's a Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, we need a we, we we need to establish uh, some sort of a date here so that we can run it by Glenn and uh, make sure everybody's good. Right, because he does need to you know format the show and yes, uh, get that paperwork all together. Yes, I appreciate the uh, and I'm sure you do too. It, I, I know it it helps you that uh, format that he uh, types up for us every week. Yes. Absolutely. It's it's an honor and a privilege. The show, my show wouldn't sound the same without Glenn. Otherwise, we'd just be sitting there not even knowing what to say. He's our ghost producer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to follow date out here, so May 27th. May 27th? All right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, have you in on May 27th. You got it, my friend. I'll put it in my calendar right now. Well, very All nice. Right. Very nice. Well, we look forward to that. Maybe we'll uh, do a little something extra that night rather than just having you in there with us. Maybe you and I will do another round of questions for the boys in the room to answer. What do you think? That sounds very interesting. I would I would appreciate that. Well, I know who can uh, right. put together a list of questions for us. Who? <laughs> what do you mean? Who do you think? The people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, get in touch with Glenn right after I get off the phone with you so we can get some questions going. Yes. <laughs> well, very good. And yes. I'm sh- it's important and to I'm prepare. I'm sure one of those questions is going to be, do you mind if I call my son on the air? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, I don't even remember. That, that's funny, though. I, I, I think you're right. That All right, be I'll, I'll see you at, five, at uh, 730. All right, I'll see you then, Paul. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, bye. All right. Yes, I will see Paul in a couple of hours for Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C coming up tonight at 7.30 p.m. Well, let's do it. Uh, it's a little bit uh, past the top of the hour, so it's time for... 
uh, Eric Pilcher's classic film review. This week, the subject is The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. So uh, looking forward to this. It's a very popular weekly segment on the program. So we'll give this a listen, and then we'll show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then we will be back with the remainder of today's Matt Connerton Unleashed. Don't go away. Texas Mike is here with us, and uh, plenty more to come. But here it is, this week's classic film review from our friend Eric Pilcher. Frontier, the Old West lives again as only John Ford can recreate it. People with wonderful characters who have become legend in their own time. Of them all, two are the most memorable, Liberty Valance and the man who shot him. That's my stake, Valance. But you heard him, dude. Pick it up. I said you, Liberty. You pick it up. And the man who shot him was justifiably destined to become a hero. Yet, strangely enough, only one of these people could be sure he knew the identity of the man who shot Liberty Valance. Now, you stay out of this, Donovan. He's been hiding behind your gun long enough. You got a choice, dishwasher. Either you get out of town, or tonight you'll be out in that street alone. So you had a gun in his hand, didn't you? I didn't say that. That ain't murder, Mr. Marshall. That's a clean-cut case of self-defense. Now get out of my way. This time, right between the eyes. For this week's classic film review, we return to the Old West. However, unlike our first journey to this time, for this film, we are at the beginning of the end of Old West lawlessness. We are at a time where the sides of law, order, and education are roaring across the plains, and we shall see how these two sides converge, yet fall further away from each other. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance was released in 1962 and is directed by the incomparable John Ford. The film stars John Wayne as Tom Donovan, a local rancher and lawless defender of the city known as Shinbone. 
James Stewart co-stars as Ranson Rance Stoddard, a young lawyer that is roughed up by Major League bad guy Liberty Valance, played by Lee Marvin, and while recovering in Shinbone, brings education to the area that has major ramifications. In the earlier Western we reviewed, also directed by Ford, Stagecoach, that everyone is on the side of Old West law, where your only defense is a pistol at your hip. However, what we find in this film is a town yearning to get out of the shadow of lawlessness, but due to no direction, can't get the proper footing. In our first clip, we hear the separation between the two. When Stoddard is asked to serve tables, we hear the gender rules at play. And then, when an argument between Valance, Stoddard, and Donovan occurs, we hear the vicious struggle between law and lawlessness. Ranch, when you finish the dishes, will you help Harry wait on tables? Sure. Papa, washing dishes is enough for him. Who ever heard of a man waiting on tables? Well, no, that's all right. I'd be glad to help. Be glad to. I thought we was busy. <laughs> Well, these steaks look done just right for us. You cow hands ain't no hurry to eat, are you? Well, are you? I guess we could do with another drink. Well, now, that's right neighborly of you, partner. Especially after all the lying things I hear folks been saying about liberty violence. Oh, wait a minute. One of mama's pies for Tom. Steak, Valance. Well, you heard him, dude. Pick it up. No. Pilgrim, hold it. I said you, Valance. You pick it up. Three against one, Donovan. My boy, Pompey. The kitchen door. I'll get it, Liberty. I said you, Liberty. You pick it up. What's the matter? Everybody in this country killed crazy? Here!
Why don't you get yourself a fresh steak on me? Show's over for now. Try it, Liberty. Just try it. Well, get out! That scene shows in a group setting the challenges that Stoddard faces in Shimbone. The townspeople have this fear of change, but there is hope. The owner of the newspaper, the cowardly marshal, played by Western star Andy Devine, and even owners of the town diner want this change. Their hope is spearheaded by Stoddard. In this next clip, we hear both the hope and despair that Stoddard has in regards to the acceptance the town has made in regards to Valence's acts and the hope that maybe this town can embrace his idea of law and education. What 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 did you say his name was? The, the man with the silver knobbed whip? I said Liberty Valence. <gasps> but if that's what you gotta do, you better start packing a handgun. A gun? I, I don't want a gun. I don't want a gun. I don't want to kill him. I want to put him in jail. Oh. Well, I know those law books mean a lot to you, but not out here. Out here, a man settles his own problems. No, but do you, do you know what you're saying to me? You know, you're, you're saying just exactly what Liberty Valance said. What kind of a community have I come to? You all seem to know about this fellow Liberty Valance. He's a no-good, gun-packing, murdering thief. But the only advice you can give to me is to carry a gun. Well, I'm a lawyer. Ransom Stoddard, attorney at law. And the law is the only, the only. Little law and order around Shinbone wouldn't hurt anyone. Eventually, Rance does get the town educated by running a makeshift school out of the local newspaper office. He teaches both young and old to read, write about laws and government. This sends Shinbone down the path to garnering statehood and independence. The problem is, greedy cattle ranchers do not want it and eventually hire Valance to intimidate the town and its people. This leads to a showdown between Stoddard and Valance, where Valance is gunned down and dies. In the first of two clips, we hear Tom tell Rance what transpired so he can accept the nomination to be the senator of Shimbone. And then Rance telling a local newspaper what transpired. And at the end, one of the most classic lines about the Old West is uttered. Valence couldn't make you run away. What is it now, Pilgrim? Your conscience? Isn't it enough to kill a man with a, without trying to build a life on it? You talk too much. Think too much. Besides, 
You didn't kill Liberty Valance. What? Think back, Pilgrim. Valance came out of the saloon. You were walking toward him when he fired his first shot. Remember? you do it? Why? Cold-blooded murder. But I can live with it. Callie's happy. She wanted you alive. But you saved my life. I wish I hadn't. Callie's your girl now. Go on back in there and take that nomination. You taught her how to read and write. Now give her something to read and write about. And now? Our second clip. Well, you know the rest of it. I went to Washington. We won statehood. I became the first governor. Three terms as governor. Two terms in the Senate. Ambassador to the court of St. James. Back again to the Senate. And a man who, with a snap of his fingers, could be the next Vice President of the United States. Well, you're not going to use the story, Mr. Scott? No, sir. This is the West, sir. When the legend becomes fact, print the legend. When we think about that line, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. It rings so very true, not just in this film, but a majority of Westerns. Despite Rance telling the tale of Donovan while in town to attend his funeral. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. 
Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The newspaper decides to stick with the legend that Rance shot Valens. To not tell the truth. To not make Donovan the hero. While watching this film, we see Tom begrudgingly accept that this town is going away from what he knew it to be and going towards what Rance envisions it to be. Little by little, Donovan gives away aspects of this town that he enjoys. He gives up the lawlessness he embraced. The girl he loved, she does end up marrying Rance and what would be his hero status. By doing this, he pushes this town to rise out of the Old West and towards a new law-embracing society. Those actions make Donovan a tragic hero and the story rich and vibrant. This film is a must-see turning point in stories and films about the Old West and should be viewed by anyone that is a fan of the Old West, Westerns, John Wayne, or John Ford. Join me next week when we take a look at Quentin Tarantino's landmark film, Pulp Fiction. For Matt Connerton Unleashed, this has been a classic film review with Eric Pilcher. When Liberty Valance rode to town, the women folk would hide. They'd hide When Liberty Valance walked around The men would step aside Because the point of a gun Was the only law That Liberty understood When it came to shooting Straight and fast He was mighty good From out of the Welcome back as we cruise into our final segment today on Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc., and uh, today is Friday, April 8th, 2022, and I am not alone in studio. Texas Mike is at the news desk. Yeehaw! It literally gets worse every time. <laughs> you have lost your yeehaw, sir. You have lost it. Yes, I have. You have. I hope you find it. Otherwise, uh, it's the end of an era. 
the yeah. end of an era. But Texas Mike is here, or at least uh, some form of him. Yeah. He's not he's not entirely himself today, apparently. But uh, that's all right. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to uh, join us, uh, if you want to get in with the call, uh, it is Friday. So we've got Granted State of Mind with the great Rob Azevedo coming up at 6 p.m. So uh, don't wait. Do it soon. 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. By the way, uh, with apologies to uh, people in Facebook, uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 feed got cut off during the uh, the review of uh, the man who shot Liberty Valance uh, uh, for uh, copyright. But so we had to restart that. So I'm not sure how much of it went out on Facebook. But of course, you'll be able to hear the whole thing in the podcast version of the show uh, right after. Uh, well, you know, within within 30 minutes of uh, of us uh, wrapping up the show. Of course, that will be at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. Uh, also, I want to remind you, uh, of course, uh, we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot on Elm in the Brady Sullivan, right across the street at 1000 Elm Street. And tonight, you know, they have live music on Friday nights. Tonight, George Barber will be performing there live. Uh, so that's uh, something to keep in mind. If you're out and about, stop into the Hop Knot, enjoy some delicious gourmet pretzels, some craft beer, and some George Barber. So uh, he will be there this evening. <laughs> and uh, they've got a lot coming up there, of course. They've got Juneteenth in a couple of months. Uh, speaking of live music, Rob Azevedo is here in studio with us on the couch. He's got uh, Granite State of Mind coming up. How are you, Rob? Good afternoon. How you guys doing? Very well, very well. George uh, Barber, huh? Yeah. Have you, have you had him on the show? No, I don't know who he is. Oh. I'd love to check him out. Very talented gentleman. Congratulations yes. to the crew down at the Hop Knot, too, for winning some Hippo Award. Oh, that's, I meant to mention that. Yeah, they won two of them, I believe. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good people down there. Absolutely. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Is this the Jim O'Connell show? Is this the Jim O'Connell show? I don't believe so. I don't. Uh, I don't speak to Jim O'Connell. <laughs> I don't speak with a uh, with an Irish accent, although I am uh, of Irish descent. Oh, you don't, do you? I do not. I do not. Hey, Mac, how are you? I am well, John. How are you? I just found out that uh, it's actually, you know, I've always had problems with days and time since because uh, of the PTSD, uh, which. I actually came out as having that on your show, if you remember. I do, that yes. That was 2015, and I remember Peter White saying, and, you know, Peter and I were close then before my PTSD ruined that uh, relationship. Yes. But he said, uh, you wear that like a uh, badge, right? He said, no, Peter, I think it's important to, you know, talk about it because people really weren't at that time. And that's not to put Peter down at all. Right. Because, you know, he was just talking frankly to me. Right, of course. And, uh, so uh, I just want to say something. I think your show, uh, the last hour of your show yesterday, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank it's you. Excellent. Well, thank I you, I knew you'd do it. Because remember I said before we went on here, I, said, I know you'll be able to, if you interview, you know, you'll be able to handle it. It'll be a great job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Always appreciate the support. But, and I appreciate your help yesterday. I thought it was actually coming in at 4.30, but it's 5.30, uh, some odd, right? 
It it is now five thirty. Yes. <laughs> but you know, it's unusual. I guess yeah, I'll just talk for a bit. Uh, I probably should talk to you about this personally, and I, I want to later, mm-hmm. like next week, we'll talk about things. But that show had a lot of meaning uh, to me as a former, what they would call in the military intelligence community. Can you hear the train? Uh, I, I did. I did notice. I, the, I did notice the train. I yes. hear that train <laughs> Train kept a rolling. Oh no! I'm thinking of the Johnny Cash song. Oh. I'm here in Folsom Prison. Oh. Uh, well, I know that uh, country. You know, we are uh, developing the uh, Dumpster Baby uh, album. Yes. But uh, I'm just saying. You know, I've always looked at the Ukraine situation as like a technocrat or a uh, you know from standing back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was at the show yesterday. Really had a lot of meaning for me. Oh, good, good. Uh, why? Why is that? Well, you know, I was trained uh, as a Sov, we call him, as a Russian linguist spying on the Soviet Union mm-hmm. to uh, what's going on now is what we were all trained for. So it was supposed to be in West Germany. Not, nobody would ever think it would be in Ukraine. Yeah. And I learned about Ukraine yesterday, which after 62, 45 years of studying the Soviet Union, Russian even studying and reading Marxism, Lenin, Trotz, all this stuff, and uh, foreign policy and everything. I, 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 I was telling Lena yesterday, I'm I shocked at how little I knew about Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, but, I think that's probably that's probably the case for, uh, for most people, actually. Uh, you know, people don't... Uh, uh, so many of us. I mean, I, I didn't know much about Ukraine. I didn't even know, and you know, and I brought this up to our guests yesterday that until recently, I didn't realize just how different uh, the languages were. I had always assumed, in, in my own uh, ignorance about Ukraine, I had always just kind of assumed that Ukrainians spoke Russian and did not realize well, they, that they have a separate uh, language or somewhat separate. They do, but I thought that Ukrainian was like the Ukrainian was like the difference between. Like New England, like if we made New England uh, English standard, if you ever go to the Deep South, it might not be as true now because of television. But when I was there, my father lived in Georgia in the seventies and eighties. I mean, I broke down once in Jim Rice, the great Red Sox player's hometown, in in the middle of South Carolina, and a guy picks me up in the truck and he's talking English to me. I don't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, this isn't Rod Steiger doing a southern accent. Right, know? right. It's like, and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I thought it was like that. But I don't know, meeting the, as I told you before we started the broadcast, uh, I said that you, I think you're the best interviewer in Manchester, New Hampshire. I'm just going to say Manchester, New Hampshire. We won't say the world or yeah, the yeah. Hampshire or anything. Yeah. And, you know, we distinguish ourselves with Peter because Peter's a different style, a different type of jock, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's excellent in what he does. Yes. But you have this great ability to bring people out. Oh, what's my name, Skip? You know? And I thought, <laughs> but that show, and I'm just going to end it now because uh, so I was talking to Lena. She's going to have her on my show. She's quite a fascinating person, as were the people that were on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, I say, you know, the one thing when you're a disabled uh, vet, 
And, you know, something happened to me while spying on the Russians and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And I think I've told you, but I don't yes. want to tell other people about it. You're very good at keeping confidences, by the oh, way. Well, of course. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you can trust Matt, believe me. And uh, one the, the thing, the hardest thing when you're a disabled vet is you ask yourself, was it worth it? Mm-hmm. And mo- a lot of that's not worth it. And I feel the, uh, one of the things that uh, makes my ass drag to use an armyism <laughs> is because, you know, you feel it wasn't worth it, the sacrifice. But realizing, you've helped me realize that the Ukrainian cause and what's going on. You know, you helped a cynical person because of things that have happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know, also I'm thinking like, oh, hell, you know, like they say that the prime minister of Israel said, hey, to, to uh, President Z, who I played, by the way, my, one of my best roles. Yes. <laughs> you know, just throw in the towel, you know, say, no, this and that. And, you know, I was of that because, you know, with the specter of World War III and everything. But you showed me the worth of this cause. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it's very important. And you helped me with that. And the people that you had in the show and the excellence of your uh, interviewing skills. Oh, and, you, you know, well, that's uh, of who you are. And bringing the, these people out with great compassion. Hey. Uh, and it helped me uh, dealing with my pain. And I realized, well, this is a cause which I was enlisted in, literally, in Manchester, New Hampshire, in 1985. Now, you know, when we talk about not ru- against the Russian people, but against the, Rus- the Russian despotism mm-hmm. that, you know, because of the czars, it's, it's been over 300 years. And that's who Putin... Putin wants Stalin or a mm-hmm. czar, that this is a cause worth uh, fighting for, and uh, and I mean helping raise money and awareness. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for that, and I thank the planet and the people, and Glenn R.J. Olette, yes. who brought them to our attention. Absolutely. But, but John, I think I, hey, uh, that... I want to ask you. So, uh, yesterday was one of your finest hours. Thank, thank, thank you, John. Hey. I, I appreciate that tremendously. John, Rob, uh, Rob had something. John, I just want to say this is Rob Azevedo. I want to thank you uh, for your support and from the Ukrainian Club. I'm a longtime uh, oh. member of the Ukrainian Club in Manchester, and we just want to thank you, you for your support. Oh, yes. Okay, and I want you <laughs> to do a show of your poetry uh, and your, uh, you know, that would be great. You know, I was, and I don't have to be there because I'm an irresponsible chatterbox. <laughs> that actually comes from Winston Churchill, the great writer, the great playwright, George Bernard Shaw, who hey, he best remembered nowadays as hey, the, for writing Pygmalion, which is my fair lady, which John, is the only, like, the only musical I like. John, did, just saying, did, Churchill, lock, go, go uh, ahead, did Churchill lock people up uh, for talking against the war? Of course they did. Churchill did, huh? That's serious. Wow. In World War One, well, he was a minister in World War One and World War Two. He's prime minister, but it was so serious in World War One. They shot the French shot journalists. No shit. No I'm kidding. Oh, huh? oh. excuse me. No <laughs> kidding, huh? Right. Ooh, we use the word murder. So I'm sorry. Uh, murder. That's all right. Oh no, Matt Connaughton unleashed. Oh yeah, and modern. Uh, I didn't realize that was developed in World War One. One of the reasons, you know, there's the big controversy. They just opened the files on Pope Pius XII, who was Pope from 39 to uh, 58. And when uh, 
was remarkable in some ways, as probably Matt's father can say, but very controversial because he never denounced Hitler mm. or uh, mentioned the Holocaust or the Jews, was they've opened the files, and there was evidence you know, being given to uh, the Vatican, including the person that became Pope Paul VI, about the Holocaust. But what people don't understand when you contextualize it, after World War I was considered an apocalypse and a war that should have been avoided, and there was lots of propaganda, like German baking soap out of the corpses of uh, Belgians and dead mm-hmm. French soldiers. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the propaganda was just dismissed. The horror of World War II is that the propaganda was true. No. Yeah. And John, I have but, one other question. What is the difference? I'm just reading up about this, about the, the Churchill thing. And then with us, with um, uh, uh, Japanese, we had Japanese. What's the difference between a concentration camp and a inter... Okay, I'm gonna, Do you know what I'm saying? That would, be a, that would be a whole show, but to get the pious, when you talk about him in okay. 2022 dismissing rumors... Uh, uh, which he would, they would say, well, they're rumors of that as hard evidence. You have to contextualize it in the sense of, number one, the World War I propaganda, and number two, that Rome was in the center of a fascist state, Mussolini, which, was, which in '43 the whole area was seized by uh, Hitler. And uh, Hitler was anti-Catholic church. The Protestant church, uh, the Lutheran church, adapted to Nazism. They actually rewrote the Bible to Nazi principles. But the Catholic church, you know, wouldn't knuckle under. And there were Catholic priests that are saints now that went, like, you know, to death camps. That would, And Hitler, you know. So history is has to be understood. Let's get back to the <laughs> Japanese concentration camps. But they were called. They weren't called concentration camps, were they? Internment. They were internment, Matt. Yeah, Yeah, internment camps. Well, they were concentration camps. The concentration camp was was created by the British during the Boer War, and you know, this is what Matt. Matt would ask me a question. It says, "Okay, you know," and what Matt will tell you is, "You ask John the time." And he's going to tell you not only like the how they build the wall, but where they built the whole factory to build the wall. Where, where they source the building materials and and the uh, schematics. And yes, I do love listening to you, though, Hop. <laughs> and I remember having an actual conflict with Matt because it always, because I've worked with him, we used to work much more closely. Uh, you know, because we have back-to-back shows. We used to be in a show more frequently, but uh, I was trying to hijack his show a lot because of my anxiety and stuff. So I had to scale back a bit, but. Uh, I remember I was shocked by Matt because I think Matt knows everything I know. And I didn't know that you knew about uh, certain things because we were talking about Japanese internment. Mm-hmm. There's two oh, things yeah. you have to know about the Japanese internment. Number one, the Japanese, yeah, it's not a proud thing that happened in America, but the, uh, uh, the uh, Japanese were also uh, interned in Canada, too. Yeah. Is that the emperor under Shinto religion is God. And when he, in 1945, when during the surrender, the unconditional surrender, after we dropped two atomic bombs, it still took, the second bomb was, uh, it was August 6th, Hiroshima, August 9th, Nagasaki. They didn't surrender except formally to September 2nd, because the terms were unconditional surrender. But what do we do with that war criminal, Hirohito? Hirohito got off, mm-hmm. but 
one of the conditions was he denounces his divinity, and they still argue to this day of the subtleties of the Japanese language whether he denounces divinity as a god. I remember so you, uh, in you... the Western minds, you are dealing with here are people who are God, and what you know who their their emperor is God, uh, and you know. These are less enlightened times, believe me. You could, or a person called so-called Oriental could not marry an, a, a white person until 1948 in the state of California. Yeah, and uh, so there are things about that. And uh, yes, they were in internment camps. They were no way near anything like a a a, a, a Nazi camp or a Russian. You know, gulag. No ovens. In fact, they could leave and come back at night. Oh, really? Interesting. I didn't didn't know that. As the war progressed, the Supreme Court, and there was a liberal court under Roosevelt by 1941 because he got to put in so many justices. He was president for 12 years. And uh, as the war progressed, where Japan, we knew we'd defeat them, but we thought it was going to be in 1947, 19, not 1945. They actually, the Supreme Court started liberalizing the treatment of the Japanese. And that would be a whole show. But yes, the shameful thing about it, and they always say Earl Warren, who was a liberal Republican, people don't understand. Teddy Roosevelt was a radical Republican. You know, they were conservative in like the business and stuff. But when it came to social issues, like Abraham Lincoln, you know, they're rather radical, aren't they? There's always been radical Republicans that were liberal. The last famous one was Rockefeller. Earl Warren was a liberal uh, Republican, and he ran in 1948 with Tom Dewey, another liberal for a Republican. But they were defeated <laughs> by Harry Truman, the famous. Remember, it says uh, Dewey defeats Truman, and yeah. Truman's there holding with a big, you know, smile. He, he he actually, they say, you know, he teared up and cried when he remembered. Because he signed the order as California governor, too, to intern the Japanese. And what they did was they just took, took all their property and they just gave them so yeah. little time. We got to. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's part of the shameful part of history. But the last thing I said that Matt didn't know, there were Japanese spy networks in, you know, America. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So, yeah. But after the war is long over and the more it's over, the more you you forget, and they're willing to forgive, and they did have reparations for the Japanese. That's why I always thought there should be reparations for African Americans. But yeah, but all right, uh, all right we got to. Uh... I just wanted to thank Matt about the Ukraine show because it's really it, it really helped me. Good. And I hope it was really a positive and uplifting thing. And I thank you for that. Oh uh, well, uh, you're, but, you're welcome, and thank you for being a part of it and for all of your help. Right, and thank you for letting me uh, tell you how they, uh, we didn't get quite to how they built the factory. But right, we right. Tell you how they built the watch. We'll do, we'll right. We'll Take do. Take care, Rob. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Thank yeah. you. Bye. All right, John. Thank you Have for a the good call. Weekend, everybody. You Bye. too, Hop. You too. Bye bye. All right, that was our friend uh, John Hopwood, and uh, some very kind words from him, and I, I appreciate that tremendously. And like I said, I appreciate all of his help yesterday. Uh, Rob, what do you have coming up tonight? Yes, tonight, Granite State of Mind, 6 o'clock, we have Big Show. We have a band called EXP Band. They, uh, three members, country band, uh, coming, I don't know, I think they're from Laconia. They'll be here from 6 until 6.30. And then we have A.M. Mora. 
He a longtime Manchester guy. He's been a longtime worker down at the Shaskeen, but he's a very interesting guy. He's a writer and uh, he's a collector of um, action figures. And I've been like, I saw him and I was like, you got him on the show. I'm very interested in your story. He's coming on and we're going to debut some um, new music by Lucas Gallo and our own Queen City's The Graniteers. Very good. Yep. Very good. All right. So stick around for that. That's going to be coming up at 6 p.m. Granite State of Mind with Rob Azevedo. That will be live. And then, uh, of course, tonight at 7.30, I will be back for Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. And I'm one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with uh, DJ Steve and Dan Randlett. And Ron will be joining us tonight, too. And uh, Texas Mike, you want to give it one more try? Try to give Um, us a yeehaw? I'm all set. And um, (laughs) players out to the Philbrook family, they they watch a... The patriarch of their family today. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It came down today, so. Oh, okay. Well, and condolences. That, that has me down, and somebody was mentioning my name, and I was trying to trying to think of it all day. Oh, okay. No, they're great people. Yep. We love the Philbrooks. All right. All right, we got to go. Uh, if you miss any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. I will talk at y'all tonight at 730 and uh, stick around for Granite State of Mind coming up at 6 p.m. right here on WMNH 95.3 FM. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. If you bought a timeshare for your family, by now you've learned the ugly truth. Timeshares are the only thing that you can buy that you don't know how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. It's like giving them a blank check for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? The ugly truth is that this never ends. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, and 10 years ago I founded Wesley Financial Group with one goal in mind, helping good folks just like you cancel their timeshare contract. And what that means for you and your family, no more mortgage payments, no more maintenance fee surprises, and no more timeshare. And I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Need help in getting rid of your timeshare? Get your free timeshare cancellation guide. Go to iCancelTimeshare.com. That's iCancelTimeshare.com. I cancel timeshare.com.